0: Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. It's episode three. Oh, not episode. See, look. <laughs> All I bet right. did it Here's this real- week. <sighs> Real talk, everybody. This was supposed to be a celebratory episode. We're supposed to be done with Quarter End, happiest lambs, very, very tired, but back to normal, back to humanity, being real life kids and real life adults and all that good stuff. No, we're in the midst of it. We're in the depths of it. Quarter End is just continuing on. It probably won't even be done by the end of the week. Who even knows? But I knows that this is episode 253, and I'm here, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me. It's Matt. And I'm here and I'm pumped to do the episode. I wasn't just a minute ago because we were talking about quarter end. But I'm here with a buddy, Eric, the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beast master third shift. He's here to tell you how his week was. Eric, how was your week this week?
1: Hey, oh, let me tell you, it's been a grand week. Hey, let me let me ask a question, everybody. Do you like it when your life just flashes before your eyes and you feel like nothing's in your control? And every day just goes, whop, 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 whop. Wop-wop, and you're like, what's happening to anything? Hey, do I remember (laughs) what happened yesterday? No, I don't. I don't remember anything. All I remember is sweat and stink and shower and sleep, and then more sweat and stink and shower and sleep. That's all I remember. Oh, my God. Hey, what'd you do? I don't know. I don't remember. None of it. I don't remember any of it. Matt had a great memory, but it's too late, because we started the show, and now he can't say. It's impossible. I can't. It. Also, <laughs> that person I was going to say so about listens to the show, so it wouldn't be fair to do it anyway. Oh nope, my god, can't do it. So here we are, everybody. We're in the midst of court, and any long listener, longtime listeners, you guys and gals know, you know. Understand? Man, as Matt said, it's not over, but holy moly, I'm here having a good time, rocking it out, working my butt off. I had the boss of the boss come in and go. Oh, I was, I was in Florida with my wife this weekend. How'd you enjoy your Fourth of July? And I looked at him, and he instantly understood, mm-hmm. instantly, and his face turned red, and he said, I appreciate you, <laughs> and he <left. laughs> I'm so glad that I still have a face that can convey a message. Uh-huh. I'm so glad that I have a face that can tell you something. <laughs> what that is, I don't know. I don't know what it means. I don't know. <laughs> I just
0: have. I know what your face said. I know what it said because I have had that face before, <laughs> and people have gone, "Oh, oh, oh, yep."
1: yep. Scary, okay, scary, scary. I'm, I'm all done. I'm all done now. So uh-huh. yes, yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Yikes. So yeah, it's been a busy week. We've been rocking and rolling. I have had some game time, but it hasn't been with Borland's. And I know we talked last week about you know we're gonna get there, and we are gonna get there, but we didn't expect quarter and to go on like it has you know and now I'm going on a little mini vacation again eh we're gonna get there all right I promise you but I want to get there when it's right so I'm just saying that I want to I want to get there when I'm feeling calm cool comfortable having a sip of something delicious and having a good time with my buddy Matt all right so don't judge us harshly we're gonna be there and we will talk about it and we're gonna to have a great time with it just saying that now. For all of you out there going, what the hell? Okay? All right. But I did play some Scarlet Nexus. So don't be a hater. And when I say I played some, I mean I played like three hours worth in the last week, four hours worth. So once again, don't judge me. But I've gotten a little bit of game time in, but not much. It's a busy week, alright? That's all I've done. Quarter in, a little bit of work, and here I am. I, I I don't I feel like I blinked from the last episode to now. So what do you want from me, folks? What about you, Matt? <laughs> the exact same thing
0: work is the most miserable just because it, we didn't even say it on the show quarter end we always work we used to traditionally work like an extra hour mm-hmm. now we've gone from seven and a half hour shifts to ten and a half an extra half a day we're working mm-hmm. so on top of quarter end never ending the days literally never end mm-hmm. they go on forever oh, forever By the end of the day, I was on my feet all day, which obviously we are often. But my my feet were literally like swollen in my shoe, like they felt like all puffy and like numb. It was great. It was beautiful. Wow, why not just do it all over again tomorrow? It'll be wonderful. We will. Like you haven't played any Borderlands because Borderlands, I can't play it without a friend. My friend is working. We can't do it without a sip. So it'll happen maybe next week. I don't know. Or
1: maybe May. Hey, we'll discuss it. You know, Friday night, Matt. I'm going to have my internet. I'm going to have everything up.
0: I'm not. Oh. I'm going on a little vacation, too. Okay. I'm going up north, away from all the things. All
1: right. Dang it. Well, that's sad, Matt. I just learned on air, everybody, that that's not going to happen. <laughs> I was kind of hoping to make it happen, but it's not going to happen now, so...
0: I assumed it wouldn't happen with uh, you, I, I, but I was, then definitely uh, my plans. It's it's There's no way. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, I have been playing a little bit of video games as well, but... Because Quarter End is so long, and the days are so long, and it wears on you so much, I can't play Scarlet Nexus, because as we established last week, that's a fall asleep game. If you only have three to four hours to your name at the end of the day, you can't waste them being asleep, because you went to sleep inside of an hour. You can't do it. So I also went, hey, since we just talked about New Year's resolutions on the Shifter monthly topic, which you should check out patreon.com slash me. I went... I need to get a Games Pass game in because Slay the Spire was my June Games Pass game. July is here. What should I do? I downloaded Narita Boy, as they say on the title screen, and I played that. I've been playing the ever-loving schnapps out of that, and I don't know if I like it yet. But it's weird and it's very strange, and like sad and t- sort of twisted sometimes. It basically has like a, a Tron kind of plot. To go into the story is like way too technical because there's all kinds of stuff, but there's three beams of light that kind of control the computer. The red guy, his name is him, is starting to take over everything, so Narita Boy is summoned. You're like a kid from down the street, and you get sucked into the computer, so you're coming to save the computer world. you got to unlock the creator's memories. It's kind of Metroidvania-y. It's very cool. There's some very, very strange character and world designs, and everything's, like, coated in all this weird techno babble of the stuff you're doing and the stuff you gotta unlock, and it's totally unlike anything else I've ever played, but it's just so weird, and I don't know if I like it, because it's sad and strange and sometimes ugly and horrifying when the bad stuff's happening, but it's also... Oh, it's retro and pixel art, and it looks really cool. And the soundtrack is bumping, and everything about it is cool, but it's weird. And I don't know, it's very strange. Go watch some trailers. Go see some of the crazy, like organic and computer things meshed together type designs in this game. It's wild. It's crazy. And then I went, okay, I can't do too much wild and crazy all the time. I gotta have something a little more grounded. And I started up Wasteland Three because that was also on Games Pass. It's been in my Play Later queue for a while. I watched a great review of it. I saw some crazy characters and some crazy stuff. Got into that, made some characters. I'm only, like, not at all into the game, but I'm having a wild time. Got crazy characters with crazy abilities. I found some weird prisoner dude in my bunker. He's been there for, like, I don't even know how long, generations long, he's eating mushrooms and licking a wall to live through. It's just crazy. It's crazy. And I can't wait to see how much crazier this game gets because I hear there's all kinds of awesome stories, crazy characters. It's like a weird, more twisted fallout. And I can't wait to see how nuts it gets, even though I know some of how nuts it gets.
1: All right. This is unacceptable. Unacceptable, man. I am just brokenhearted right now. You know, when you talked about Naruto Boy or whatever, I was like, that's cool. That's like some fun, weird, you know, Mac type of game. I get it. Cool beans. Mm-hmm. He's, he's getting out there. He's doing his thing. Then you said Wasteland. I went, no. Wasteland's this drog of a game, takes forever to beat. It's freaking huge. Why is he not playing 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim? Why? Why is he going to pick this random ass Wastelands from God knows when to go? That's a freaking slog and takes forever to get through. And here he it because it's
0: not from too long ago. It's a recent. It's a I, recent uh, game.
1: Recent, yeah. Oh,
0: okay. And also, I'm already playing an anime wonderland game when I can stay awake to play it, and that's Scarlet Nexus. I can't do two at once. I gotta have flavors. I gotta be Baskin Robbins, man. I gotta have weird indie, strange things. I gotta have realistic Borderlands ish because Wasteland reminds me of Borderlands. There's all kinds of twisted, freaky people, but it's also funny. Other thing I love, real quick, it's kinda like the outer worlds where if you have certain character skills, you can unlock different things and like different observations and do different stuff. It's really cool, I love it. So that's that's on that side. That's like a Borderlandsy thing. I have a weird indie thing. I have Scarlet Nexus, which is big and shiny and action-y when I can get to that. I gotta have all the different things, you know? I gotta play Fire Emblem Three Houses sometimes if I can find the time Eventually, to do that. Someday. I gotta play Animal mm-hmm. Crossing. I gotta I don't know, do a crossword. I got a dance jig. I got I got a busy
1: man, you know. I got all this stuff to do. Got it. I understand.
0: It's still on the crossbar, Eric. It's still installed on the PS5. It's definitely going to... Eat that paper, son. Eat it up. Because what should be on that paper, though... Is what we're talking about this episode? Because it's a weird <laughs> quarter end special. We do whatever we want. Spit out that paper. No, don't sp- actually go get the pieces and put it back out. Put it back together. Okay. You, oh, <laughs> you wrote down the topic we're talking about. It's a third shift original. Everybody does game of the year stuff at the end of the year. Even we do it. How about we do what's in your game of the year queue? What is your mid year game of the year situation looking like so far? That's a great topic. Nobody else does it. It's a third shift original. Go for it, Eric. What's something you got?
1: Well, I gotta clarify I don't know if it's third shift original, but no, hey. No, shut up. It's a third shift original. It sounds damn good. You're right. I like it. And I didn't know. We didn't discuss if we were gonna do three, two, one, two, one, or only the original. So, you know, I'm just gonna say it now. We're gonna go do three, two, one. Cause that's okay. what everybody does. Three, two, one. I went back. It's crazy, Matt, because I went back and I'm like, I've played a lot of shit. You know, to be to be frank about it. I'm like, man, what have I played? So I went back and I looked at trophies and I looked at what I've done this year. And I have. I've played a decent amount of games. And I went, man, none of these are really like boom, like in your face. The only game that stood out to me, the only one, was one that I can't say yet. Because it's not number one, suckers. So I had to think about the others. I had to kind of ponder it. And like, was this really awesome? Does this feel like my game of the year? And with that, we'll go with number three. Final Fantasy Intermission. All right, I was sitting there and I'm like, "Does this count?" Because obviously it's you know just a little DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake. I went, "It sure does." You know what? It's a few more than a few hours long. So hey, there's games out there that are three hours long, four hours long. Plus, time played is not an indicator of how good the game was. And you know what? I had a freaking great time. You want to talk about two characters? Whom I loved from the original, well, one character I loved from the original, the second one's new. But the tie-in, Sonin with Yuffie is fantastic. I've talked about this already. Her coming in in a whole different way from before was, first off, awesome. Secondly, the character and how she's portrayed, fun, great time. She's youthful and silly, but at the same time, you, you get the hints that she's been in some stuff. And she knows about, you know, real life. She's not just an idiot, which I think is a huge qualifier for greatness. Because too many times in video games, anime, etc., the, the playful goofball is usually just an idiot. Just usually a straight-up idiot. Doesn't know anything about life, doesn't know hardship, is an actual moron. This time around, though, they did it right. They went, she is a goofball and an idiot sometimes, but she's also seen some stuff. She ain't just some idiot who knows there's no that there's no cost to what you're doing. So I appreciated that. I really felt like a connection to Yuffie. And I'm super excited about that because she used to be a main player for me back when I played the original FF7. And, and now it all feels like justified. Like, oh yeah, she is cool. She is unique. Her skill sets are ranged or melee, which is really cool and different from all the other characters up till now. It's always been you're either ranged or melee or you're magic. That's how it is. And then this time, they threw her at you, brand new, whole way of fighting. And then they were like, hey, also, we're going to give you her companion, Sonin, and you're going to have a great time. And he is cool. He's everything. I've already talked about it. The graphics, obviously, are wonderful. The sound's freaking wonderful. The adventure you go on and the tie-in to how you all catch up to Cloud and all the party and everything is just phenomenal. They could have put this in the main game originally, and it would have synced up perfectly. Like, how they brought her in after the fact and still made it feel completely okay, man, that's a chef's kiss. It was really good. I I definitely recommend it. The only flaw was the same flaw, and I already mentioned this, that they did last time. Whereas at the end, they're like, oh, hey, 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 you want to go through a whole crew of boss fights? To the end, yay. I don't understand that logic. I don't like it. I've never liked it. And I, I hope they drift away from doing that space them out give me some fights here and there you know that's that's more fun to me i don't care if it's kind of weird or whatever but i just don't like it when it's boss fight to boss fight to boss fight and then end it's stressful it's not needed i want to enjoy the run up i want a big challenge and then a huge reward or payoff so i hope i hope people are also complaining about that somewhere else out in the internet and they kind of take note and take heed but i also hope lastly on this one is that fort condor the game that they introduced in this one, carries on. Oh, it's so fun. It's so simple, but it's so intricate at the same time. Much like all the favorite and best card games of uh, Final Fantasy history, this one's not a card game, however. You're actually picking, you know, your, your units. Think of FF7's original go when you went to uh, the Cosmo Canyon and then you had to defend it against the troops coming up. It's like that, but upgraded much better.
0: What's not that Fort Condor? Isn't that like, literally was it? where you went to do it?
1: I don't remember, Matt. I, I don't, don't remember, remember the name
0: of it. I just remember there was the big egg on top. Yeah, there was the big, the big egg. I just egg.
1: remember being at Cosmo Canyon, and they do, do the whole retelling or whatever it was of the story, and then you had to do it. And
0: I, I felt, like, oh, I felt like those were two different things. Were like, they? you went here on your way to Cosmo Canyon, but it was like its own weird, like,
1: it, like was, it a, it, was it an in-between to Cosmo? Yeah,
0: because I think, like, a, a couple hours took place on the stupid mountain with the big, you know defense type game thing
1: mm-hmm. i thought it's, po- I mean, it's, it's possible dude I, I was going to say it. it's been 100 years since i played it i just remember cosmo canyon being the the pinnacle of that particular area yeah. or that particular thing so i was I was like oh it must have been like a storytelling piece that they did about fort condor and cosmo canyon and you defend it and who maybe knows? i'm
0: wrong i don't know who you knows? might
1: be right though i don't know it's too long ago all i can tell you <laughs> is that this reiteration this this new thing I really hope it continues on because it was so much fun. It's so cool. I went to run around and then even the interactions you have with the characters that are already in FF7 remake to play Fort Condor and stuff. It was wonderful. I just really enjoyed it all the way around. They're doing such a good job with this remake and I hope they continue to nail it like they have, but make the games come out faster because I can't wait to eat them up. So that's my number three, Matt. Final Fantasy Seven Intermission.
0: Now, I was not prepared for just a 3-2-1 thing. I was hoping we had just like a smorgasbord and not ranked kind of thing going on. And also, the other thing I didn't do was go back through my achievements list. I went through my trophy list, which had all the things that I remember because I haven't played too much just random stuff on my PS5. But I just now, you saw it, I picked up my phone and went through my achievements list and I went, there's too many damn good Xbox games on this list. So I had to... In my mind, while you were talking about whatever that last game was, I'm not even sure, because mm-hmm. I was trying to rankle and figure out and put a three, two, one action go, because I had 2-1 I had and one, definitely, but 3, I don't know what I'm doing with this one. I'm going to go with something that I haven't talked about a lot recently. I'm going to go back to the past to talk about an awesome game called Katana Zero, because Game of the Year for us is whatever you played during the current year. I played this right at the beginning of the year, 2D, side-scrolling, pixel art, extremely fast, bloody combat, fast and stylish, with a crazy... I can't explain it. Impossible. You have to watch it. You have to see it. Because if I explain it, it talks too much about the story, and I don't want to spoil the story. And I don't want to spoil the gimmick of the game either, because the way that the story evolves, and this gimmick that you use to go through the stages, that evolves too. As soon as the first one of those two broke, I played this game in, like, one giant sitting, another giant sitting, and then one more to get all the extras. I was playing it and loving it, and then the first piece of that puzzle broke open, and I went... I literally, like, put my hands up and I went, what just happened? And then the story started spiraling out of control into this crazy scenario and stuff i didn't even understand what was happening by the end of the game i still didn't really kind of after the second playthrough i understood a little more but it just goes off the rails in all these crazy ways and it utilizes and manipulates its own internal logic and gimmicks to take stuff even crazier it i can't explain it without spoiling it and i have spoiled it on what you play in third shift i know i have but i'm not going to do that here. It's a very short playthrough, especially if you're pretty good at, you know, fast action games. Or you can kind of get a hold of the gimmick of this game and kind of work it through your mind. But this game will give you experiences you've had in no other kind of games. It's so stylish and weird and strange. You get multiple endings to it. And the thing I complained the most about, when I beat the game, I went, Man, I really want to know what's next. And there's, in like the little bonus area where you can unlock your bonuses, there's a mysterious elevator. And it went, hey, maybe check back in a few months. Who knows, maybe this will open. And I went, man, I played this like a year and a half late, and there's nothing in there. I never said this on the podcast, I don't think, but like two months ago, I saw a tweet. Hey, that DLC elevator is unlocked because the free DLC for Katana Zero is coming. So I can go back and have another crazy time with this and find out whatever that DLC is about. I'm not sure if it's 100% launched yet, but it's coming. So it's actually being worked on. So in this year that I had this wild, crazy time with this wild and crazy game, now I can maybe even have more fun with it. And it might solidify its spot in the number three spot here because it was juggling. It was juggling. And I thought, this is more fun to talk about here when I have more fun with it later. Maybe this will solidify it here in the number three spot. But Katana Zero is fantastic. I just can't say too much about it because I don't want to spoil it.
1: Well, while you're not spoiling it, I'll tell you about number two, all right? Number two, it was so easy for me. Resident Evil Village, all right? I played this game, and it was a picker-upper and go, go, go game. I didn't want to stop. I was like, all right, we're on this roller coaster. There was one point in Resident Evil Village that became a slog and kind of annoyed me. But even then, I was still excited to play. All right, Ethan Winters, I didn't care about him at all. Like, I I, I thought Resident Evil was kind of over for me. But then, you know, the Lady D thing was coming up. Everybody was getting all hyped. I was getting wrapped up in all the the craziness. I thought this whole game was going to be based in this cool-ass castle. Lady D was going to be chasing you like Nemesis, etc. And I was like, I'm in. I'm on board. So, game comes out. I get in. And it was all that, except it changed quick. Lady D environment was over. I was out of there, and I am like, wait a minute. I thought this whole game was based off this. Nope. Whole new environment, whole new baddie, whole new everything. And it'll make sense to you when you play. There's a bunch of different areas. There's a bunch of different bosses. Four set areas to get things you need. Typical Resident Evil fashion to progress to the end. And then the second area was wonderful. It was crazy. It was weird. They took away... You know, spoiler alert: they took away all your weapons, et cetera. So it was like a whole new game. You know, you were sneaking around, trying to hide, et cetera, from what? Who knows? You'll see. There was this whole doll thing going on, really whack job and crazy, and man. And then you went to a whole other environment, and it was this whole other weird Macra Bay thing, you know. And it was just awesome. It was over the top. I felt like I was, I felt like I was watching Fast and Furious, like all ridiculousness. Just so much silliness and crazy shit. Ethan's getting chopped in half. Ethan's losing his arms. Ethan's growing heads out. You know, and I'm like, what? How? What is going on? You have Fast and Furious Spooks and Scares Edition. Yes, yeah, Fast and, and, and Furious. Domino goes to a haunted house. Here for family. You my family. You my baby. You my baby. That's right. This game's all about family. You're right. Exactly. See, makes sense. And that's what I felt like I was doing. And then. It got me so intrigued that I was like, "I never played FF7, folks." Like I told you, I thought me and FF were—I mean, not me and FF. Me and Resident Evil were over. You know, this is why I, you I don't know about I, Fort Condor. Know, you never, just, played never played Final Fantasy seven anyway. I don't even know. <laughs> I, it was Resident Evil, and I thought it was Final <laughs> Fantasy. That was crazy. Leon, you know that guy, whatever his name is, man. Leon Spinks, the boxer. Yeah, is that exactly. What, uh, so I never played Resident Evil seven because after Resident Evil four, I thought Resident Evil was dead. But this game got me to go back. I watched a full playthrough of Resident Evil 7 to catch up on what the hell Ethan Winters was doing, who he is, what's going on. And that's where I learned all about Ethan and his magical abilities, etc., based off what happened. It's a whole shtick. But anyways, I watched that and I went, oh, this is actually awesome. I probably would have loved this game too, except for I didn't give it a chance. Shoot. Oh, well. And then, of course, in the middle of that, I'm still diving through Resident Evil myself. The lighting, great. The music, great. The environment's wonderful. As I said, the last, uh, the the factory area, or whatever you want to call it, was kind of a a pain in the butt. But even that was awesome. Your vendor, he was such a character, so cool. Such a good time. And I won't spoil much more about it, but it's cool the way they, they lay that all out for you and play it out to the end. And a lot of people make fun of Chris for uh, his moments and things going on, but I don't know. I had a good time with it all. I I just enjoyed the game. I mean, you know, I just had fun playing it all the way through. A smile was on my face. I enjoyed the whack job story, like I said. And I'm excited for what comes next. You know, the ending left. I, 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 I am a little upset the way they kind of jumped at the end, but still, I'm excited to play the next one and can't wait to see what it's all about. And I won't spoil more than that since Matt hasn't beat it yet, but I'll just say, a good game, a great game, deserving of all of its rewards at the end of the day.
0: You want to talk about a good game and a great game and deserving of all the rewards it's going to get at the end of the day, I don't know that most people would say that about this game. Also, this is a game we played in last year. It's crossed over into the current year. We even mentioned it on the Game of the Year Awards last year, saying, hey, you know, Maybe this game that I'm going to, about to talk about will be on our game of the year lists. And I feel like it has to be, as much as people hate it, because this game has the best jambalaya I've ever seen in a game. Choom, I'm talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Don't shake your head at me, sir. It was amazing. Because this game, but it's never Because this get game that. is great and is amazing. Yes, it does have technical faults. Yes, it has a lot of technical faults, especially depending on. The console and the platform and the format in which you play it. I played it on my Series S. I didn't have nearly as many crashes as you did, Mr. Eric. I didn't like this game at first, and I said that on Third Shift before. It just didn't hook me. There was something about the environment, like the the dirty cyberpunk stuff I wasn't feeling. But once I started becoming V, the character, once I started unlocking all kinds of new skills, and I thought I had my build and I knew what I was going to go for, and then... For some reason, randomly, I started going the hacker route and opening up that entire skill tree, just taking out foes from completely afar, just looking at dudes and bzzz, sending them fall into the floor. Something about that game 100% hooked me. I wanted to do every single side mission. It's Sure, some side missions are just go over there and kill some dudes or get the data out of the computer and you got to shoot some dudes and deactivate turrets and stuff. But some side missions had crazy characters, crazy one-off characters that you never see again. Or like you said, I still haven't found it, a vending machine that has a whole quest train for you to do.
1: Oh my God, dude. Oh, man.
0: And then even some of the main characters that you spend time with, even if they're not involved in the main story that much, they're so well-written, you spend so much time with them, you really get attached to the characters, and attached to that world, and attached to your character. And in my case when I started unlocking a lot of the crafting skills attached to my weapon, I upgraded my weapon. I made it mine. And you know, I love that in games. I love that in red dead redemption 2, where I made my Arthur. He looked my way and had his guns and his horse. I did that here in night city. I had my gun V. I mean, you kind of have a patchwork of stuff for a while for clothing and armor, but once you got the equipment with the slots and you got the really good mods, that's what V looked like. This is the gun V uses. I got it from the quest when I went to Pan Am to kill her old buddy. I got his rifle, modded it up. Now it's mine. Now I drive. I drove Cheetah's car from that one quest where you meet him through the entire game. And then when it finally got too busted to drive, I left it at my girlfriend Judy's house, where it still is every time I boot up into the game. It's still sitting there, smoking, right outside her little techno van. Judy is my girlfriend. We escaped Night City and went to wherever else out in the country. Yes, there's a lot of technical problems with the game, but when you get into that game and you get into that character and all the systems in the game and all the characters and all the things you can monkey around with and make it yours, I can't say there's nothing else like it. But it's amazing. It's outstanding. I loved it. Hanging out with Johnny Silverhand. Anytime he showed up, I was like, my old buddy Johnny. Uh And we had our little rivalry and discussions. Great. Just phenomenal. When I look back on it, I have nothing but positive memories, especially of all that crazy stuff that I just did. One shot in the last boss. Here he comes. Boom, boom, boom. All right. Use my mind powers. He's gone. It's great. Beautiful. You can make yourself a god of Night City. We talked about it. Oh, you yeah. can be Batman. You can be
1: God. It's great. Oh, Cyberpunk is awesome. Right now, I can just see me. I'm on my motorcycle right now. I'm mm-hmm. listening to Bau Bow, 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 Bakushit. Bow, bow, bow. Jumping off, just slashing people with my blade. Oh, having the greatest old times. Man, what a good game that was. You know? The problem is, Matt, is everybody's decided they want to hate it. That's that's just the mindset. It can't come back. It can't because now it's like the meme. It's a meme. It's been turned to a meme. And
0: like I said, I get it because if you played it on an older system and it was nothing but hot garbage technically for you, I could see you can't get into it. But I could and I could see all the beauty in that game and experience all the amazing things. Mm -hmm. Don't be a gonk. Try it out, Choom.
1: Oh, man, old grenade face, you know, the clown with the grenade on mm-hmm. his nose. Oh, he was so much fun. He was my best friend. I loved him. Thought he was going to be gone on one mission. Nope, got two. Look at that. Surprise, surprise. I mean, even the little
0: stuff. When I got the key to Judy's apartment because she was my girlfriend, you could just go up and lean against the windowsill and look out on Night City with her and have a little conversation, ask her about stuff. Like, man, this is it's right. This is where I belong. I belong in Night City, right here, with my gun. My rifle. Yes, it's not Nash's rifle anymore. Blade. It's V's rifle. Uh-huh.
1: And just imagine, Matt. Right now we were supposed to already have DLC. We we're gonna be <sighs> in a whole it. new story. You're
0: not gonna try you're not gonna poison it for me, gunk. All right. Come on, man. I'm just
1: saying, maybe someday we'll get it. That's what I mean. It's like someday, yeah. maybe if they can turn this around, we'll get the DLCs, we'll get all that fun, we'll get to go back in that world again.
0: Can you imagine the crazy stuff you could do in those DLCs? You could do regular game stuff like what we experienced. But with the cyber stuff, you could make all kinds of crazy stuff happen. You could go Far Cry Blood Dragon and wear some weird neon '80s revival thing because you're plugged into somebody's crazy sim, and you got to get him out for whatever reason.
1: Mm-hmm. You could
0: you could literally do anything in that anything.
1: game. It would be so great. I hope, I hope it's a comeback story someday. I hope it's a No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. I'm just so worried though because I haven't heard a damn word. But then again, that's what No Man's Sky did. They just disappeared, and then all of a sudden went. All right, here it is.
0: And I definitely haven't heard a word on DLCs, but I decided, you know what? Since I was thinking about it like a week ago, thinking about this game, I follow them on Twitter every, almost every week, every other week, maybe they're putting out big bug fix patches. So they are still working on that. So hopefully once that's at least more set in stone, then they can be like, all right, that's done. DLC time. We had all these plans. We got all these things.
1: I wish. The problem is they got to do the PS5 version first still. Unless they tie it together, you know. Here's our first DLC, along with the ability to play, yeah, natively on PS5. That that's what I'm waiting for because I love that game and I love it to death. But I want to play it the way I was meant to play it. Yeah. PS5 with the graphics that the PC had, looking so smoking hot that it's unbelievable and it blows your freaking socks off. That's the way I want to finish that game. I want to finish strong with that. Yeah. So I hold faith, Matt. Yes. If they can pull through this year and something happens like that, they might go right to number one. Maybe, but you know what? Right now, I got to put on my little abilities, my little magic hat. I got oh, I got to speak to the devils and the ghosts in my room. Ooh, what's number one? It's the medium. It's the medium. Nice. Played at the very beginning of the year, and it's the only game, Matt, to this point that I even think about anymore. Like that, I still sit here and I go. Damn, man, I really want to see Medium 2. The way it left off, the way everything went down. I went, I still want to know what the hell happened. I still want to figure out what Marianne's up to. Is she alive? Is she dead? I mean, what did she, who, who, who did she shoot? And then what happened to her father? I don't know. These are questions I need to know. And they left it hanging right there with these just... Bam, this beautiful ending. Beautiful music. You know, I just kind of was... It blew my mind. I just sat there at the end of that, and out the dock, kind of floated back, and the ethereal music was gone. And I was just like, "This ain't over yet. This story isn't told. I need to know more." And I went, "Man, this is good." And then I just left it alone, man. And I was like, "All right," but no, here it is. To this day, halfway through the year, I'm still like, "Are they gonna announce they're gonna do another one? I don't know. I really wanna. I really wanna know more about that story." And then good news and bad news happened, Matt. Great news. Bloober Team got picked up by Konami to make an unspecified horror game in the Konami category. Okay. So they get to work on a Silent Hill of some kind. Mm-hmm. They didn't state this, you know, the next Silent Hill. They said a title in the horror franchise. Right. Meaning, I'm assuming that... They're still working with Sony to create the primary next Silent Hill, because that was the other big rumor going around, and that Bloober team's getting a chance to do a spin-off Silent Hill, which is probably going to be in the more classic vein if you look at the medium. You know, you, you can tell they were kind of getting their chops you know, worked up for it. And, I, and I'm like, that's exciting. That's flipping awesome. I love Silent Hill. One through three masterpieces. The room, playable, decent... But not great, and the rest were kind of garbage. I heard the one for Switch, or not Switch, for Wii, the Freeze one, or whatever that was. Shattered memories. Shattered I memories. I heard that one had potential, and was okay, but I was so hurt after the Unchained um, Memories, or whatever the hell that other one was. I don't even remember.
0: it. Like Downpour, could... or one of the yeah, like the 360 I one, right? Yeah.
1: I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. I was so sad. This. This was exciting news. I went, okay, the medium was awesome. They were on a budget. You can tell. The game shows that it's as a budget. It wasn't like they were some AAA developer with all the assets and money available to them. But the ideas they had, the music they had, the story they told, all of it was flipping amazing. It was so great. And it was another one of those games. Matt's chuckling. I don't like it. All
0: right, I got to jump in. And I got to say, I, I 100% hear what you're saying. I believe you. Because you played it and you experienced it, you said it's great. As soon as that Silent Hill blooper team news came out, I went, "Sweet, I can't wait to see how excited people are." I Swipe know. Swipe on the trending tab. Mm-hmm. Why did they get blooper team? The medium Why they sucks. Get the blooper? It's awful. They don't even know what they're doing. Worst game I've ever played. And I went, "But, but how? How does how how does this how does this happen I all the time?" Cyberpunk's worst game how. anyone's ever played. This one's amazing. The medium
1: sucks, but it's your game of the year so far. They're, it's because they're kids. Yeah. These kids, they don't even know what Silent Hill is, really. They've just got this idea of Silent Hill. They just assume it's Resident Evil. And they've seen the progression of Resident Evil change over the years to this action adventure. Really, and I just said it's my number two. It's a really cool, fast-paced game. Not scary at all, really, except for like two, three, like, you know, they always have two, three classic big scares or something. Silent Hill wasn't that. And these kids, they don't know. They just saw that and they went, oh, this is tanky and slow and really weird and emotional and I don't like it. Where's my guys shooting the fools having fun?
0: I will say one thing in their defense. If they were kids and didn't play the originals, you just said it. All the current or modern Silent Hills have all been terrible. So Mm -hmm. if you think Silent Hill, you're not even going to understand why it's so good or cool. Even the remastered Silent Hills were apparently broken and awful. So... Mm -hmm. If you weren't there for that time period of Silent Hill, you don't care about Silent Hill. You don't like it. You don't want to hear about it. You want nothing about it.
1: all I know is they're fools. Yeah. I can tell you that. The medium is good. It's really, really good. Yes, it uses some like old school things. The like the controls are back in the day. You get the fixed positions, you get the you know, the weird control where you gotta like turn the character around and do stuff. But that is on purpose. It was meant to be that way. They wanted to tell you the tale and give you this game and the perspective of a classic, uh, you know, Silent Hill, Resident Evil experience, but with some upgrades. It was it was way smoother. You turned way faster. You know, it, they did it. They did exactly what they set out to do, in my opinion. And they told a good story to boot. I'll give you the only fault they had was that the uh, the main boss AI, the the one that chases you basically throughout the game, was a little weird. It was a little wonky. At some points was like super aware and and you could hardly escape. It was really difficult. And then there was other points where it was just a joke. Where like you didn't even have to try and you were getting past them no problem. So, you know, the AI was a little bit wonky, but once again, this is a a very low-key developer, Bloober team, developing this game and it was fantastic. I mean, I can't tell you enough. If you are an OG fan of Silent Hill, and you enjoyed those actually truly enjoyed those games and not capcom and what it's done lately which is amazing but it's not what it used to be that's not the genre anymore they changed their genre basically in my opinion and i want a return to that and the medium provided that to me it's the closest thing and the best thing i've had of a silent hill one two or three in a freaking hundred years because those games are old as shit and this is the first taste i've gotten of that and i'm so happy and appreciative of it that I can't wait to see what they do. And as of this moment, nothing's toppled it from my my game of the year this year.
0: Well, you started off, before we got derailed on the Silent Hill conversation mm-hmm. and Bluebird Team, you started off with the medium by saying, this is a game you still think about all the time. Yep. And my number one game of the year so far has that exact same qualification. I think about it literally every day. I come home and I go, what should I play? I need to play this. I need to... Do the extra things that I haven't done in this game. And for one reason or another, I don't. But this is by far my number one game of the year so far because I just had a ridiculous amount of time with it. Every time I played it, it made me laugh like nothing else has in a long time. And that's The Outer Worlds. The thing that sticks with me is the writing and the characters in this game. Sure, you go to different planets, you do all this stuff. There's a big overarching story and you save the colony and all this stuff. But hanging out with those characters, getting the side missions from these crazy characters, meeting up with crazy characters on this planet and doing their backstory, looking through the logs on all the terminals, the emails back and forth. It makes me laugh every single time I play it just because of the weird like overarching company overlord situation you dropped into right off the bat. You start out in Edgewater there and you're you're going through the company that's just churning and burning through its employees and then it keeps escalating higher and higher and higher until you get to the heads of the colony and it's that same thing. And you're influencing people from the ground up and starting to build revolutions or starting to oppress things in a company way, depending on which faction you side with. The way you can interact with that world, the, the way the conversation options are written, the way that your skills influence the conversation options and the way that you can interact with the quests and the characters It's just phenomenal. And I think about that all the time. There was a quest. I can't even remember which planet it was on. But you went to a lady and she went, man, you know, I could help you out. But my workers just quit because they want a better wage. So you go and talk to the workers. And they're like, yeah, we saved up a bunch of our money. So we have this you know, nest egg to live on. We don't need them. We can hold out as long as we need to. And you can use your speech checks to convince them to go back to work to convince their boss to give them a raise, to threaten them into going back to work. Same thing with the boss. Or you can go and find the nest egg, steal it, realize that, tell them that they have no nest egg and it got stolen by somebody. You can do all, you can interact in so many ways with so many of these quests and break them in certain ways. Like, obviously you're meant to just, Deal with those people straight on. But you can go around back, use your lockpicking, open this up, hack this terminal to wipe out their funds or screw up the company so that she needs them back at whatever price they need. And it culminates, like I've said here on Third Shift, in the final boss fight. My speech checks were out of control. And the final boss fight required three separate speech checks in the three separate speech abilities You had to have all of them up enough to convince her to not fight you, and I did it. And even in all those dialogue checks, if I had other skills, I could bypass those checks with different checks. If you had heavy armor and heavy weapons, instead of persuading her to not fight you, you would say, look at my giant rocket launcher. You can't touch me, or I'm just going to steamroll you, and bypass the check that way. The way that the skills tie in with the dialogue and the writing of your dialogue options in this game is just phenomenal. I think about this game all the time. I still have two DLCs I need to play, one of which, by all accounts, is phenomenal, and the other one's pretty good, too. I think about The Outer Worlds all the time. I need to get back in and play it, because this is... One of my favorite game worlds just because of the way you can interact with it. Not necessarily the planets and the creatures that are on it, but the people that are on it and the way you can talk to them and solve their quests and do things in your own way and maybe solve things the right way or maybe screw them up. But at least you did it in your own very unique and very strange and very hilariously written way. God, the Outer Worlds is just phenomenal. It can't be anywhere but my number one right now. And it's definitely going to make it onto my game of the year list. It's just, where's it going to be at the end of the year? Who knows?
1: Who knows, man? There's still a few months left. We don't know what's coming out. We, Lynn, that's literal. We know some games coming out. But there's still a few big big old bangers that are like, are they going to make it this year? Are they not going to make it this year? And for me, I'm speaking of one in particular, which is Horizon for Ben West. If that one comes out, then there's a huge chance that that's going to be my big dog. But uh, if it's not, if it doesn't come out, then who the heck knows, you know? So
0: And for me, The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles is even more right around the corner than it was before. And that's two games in one in one of my very favorite series, which is known for having fantastic writing and characters and really interesting cases and culminating in a giant, epic, mind-blowingly huge conclusion or case that ties everything together. I get two of those in one in just a couple weeks here. That definitely has a shot to make it onto my game of the year list Mm -hmm. and fighting it out with a game that I can't stop thinking about. What's
1: going to happen? I don't even know. And then a quick shout out to Shin Megami Tensei Five, which has the chance to be amazing. I mean, more and more I see it it looks like a freaking pretty awesome RPG. I don't know. And then, of course, speaking of RPGs, Tales of Arise comes out this year. That has a lot of potential. They're finally moving on to like you know current gen stuff, and they're trying to haul out a new thing since their last couple iterations haven't been what people wanted. That has a lot of potential to be amazing. Who knows? Will any of these be upset by those games? I don't know, Matt. What about stuff we're playing now or have already played? Oh, I know. Right? Scarlet, Scarlet Nexus, Nexus, Nexus. is Where's phenomenal. That up at the end of the day, yeah.
0: And then I just got done playing Mass Effect Andromeda. That's the one that was worn with Katana Zero. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I think about all the time. I think about flying my ship through the universe and scouting all these unknown planets. That might shimmy, you know, when you have like a little little sand thing and you shake it up. Uh-huh. That might shimmy its way to the top, too. Who knows? God, I th- that's another g- I think about it all the
1: time. I wanted to talk about it so much, but I did it a bunch when I just played it not too long ago. So many games, Matt. So many games. So much stuff going on. I can't wait. The end of the year will be cool. It's going to be a great time. Lots of good stuff to play. There's games I haven't finished yet, you know, games I haven't played yet. And who knows? I'm going to play Outer Worlds before the end of the year, too. Maybe that'll just become my number one. Who knows? It's a mystery to us all, but it was a good time, man. Right now, now the listeners, they know where we stand, and they know what games, if they like us and like what we play, that they should be checking out.
0: Speaking of the listeners, what about you out there in podcast listener land? What have you been playing this year? It's already creeping onto your game of the year list. doesn't have to be from this year, but you had to play it this year. That's the rules.
1: Uh-huh. So let us know
0: via the email, thirdshiftme and gmail.com on the Twitter machine, at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift.
1: And while you're over there checking us out, you can check us out over on that old Patreon. Little old tip jar. Like what we're doing, like what you hear. Throw a buck, two bucks, three bucks, some bucks our way. Hey, helps us keep the lights on, keep the show popping and rolling. I'll tell you this. We keep going regardless. Even if we're broke. Even if we're broke is a joke and I'm eating ramen noodles, we do it. Because we love it and we have a great time doing it. But your support, your help, does help immensely. It keeps the evil away. It keeps evil at bay. And by evil, I don't know what I mean. But something evil, I can tell you that. get me. It'll get me. So consider it. And if you can't, we understand. Matt's over here. He was going to say something. I'm steamrolling him. He ain't saying it. He ain't saying it. He can, It's keeping the <laughs> evil away. I just realized I still got to go
0: back to work in the morning. But I've been having such no. a fun time with my buddy Eric talking about amazing games. You heard it in my voice. I was getting so hyped talking about the Outer Worlds, Cyberpunk, Katana Zero. They're all phenomenal. And this, this... It's the only place I get to talk about those games. If I go talk to any any of our other friends, oh, I don't know. I don't play games that much. If I go talk to anyone else that we work with, talking about some silly game. Hur, hur. No, this is this is this is it. This this kept the evil away. It's done it. It did, it, did
1: it. it right here, right now. Yep, it did it. It did it, folks. And we appreciate you listening. We hope you had fun with it all. And seriously, hey, get on top of those mailbag questions. Get on top of them five star reviews. Help us help you, folks.
0: Help us by listening to the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 15th of July. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And As I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it.
1: We do appreciate it. I'm going to use my medium abilities right now. The ghosts in all your houses are going to give you dreams about five-star reviews, boys and girls, all right? Tonight, you're going to dream about it in some way, some fashion. Little old ghost's going to help you dream about it, and you're going to go, oh, schnips. Eric's a medium. He's got powers beyond control. I already killed three people off, if you remember. I'll tell you what. Now I got the power to control ghosts and everything else. You didn't know it, but now you do.
0: And with that spooky ending to an episode, <laughs> there's nothing else to say but...
1: Don't, don't forget to say. Shut up and sit down.